Hey guys, this is Marley Jacks and welcome to the VIP Code, otherwise known as Video Impact and Profit. Today is a very special day because I have my first ever guest on the podcast. You've probably been told that content is key to growing your business, right? There are so many experts who spend a ton of time cranking out incredible content consistently, and yet they're broke. See, there's a huge difference in growing your following and growing your income. How do you create content in a way that actually gets you paid over and over again? Like turning every video into an army of salesmen that deliver your perfectly crafted message around the world, around the clock, perpetually, forever. I'm Marley Jacks, and you're listening to The VIP Code. Wow. Please welcome, drumroll please, Matt, Dis- how am I going to say your last name, Desenio? It's Desino. Desino. There's no Enye on that. Why? And that's Spanish. I guess you wouldn't be. No. Matt Desenio on the podcast today, everybody. Hello, drumroll please, and applause. Woo. So excited to have you here. Okay, I'm so excited to introduce the world to Matt Desino because... We met for the first time in person at Funnel Hacking Live about a month ago. And um, this guy is just, I don't want to put too much pressure because I I mentioned this before we hit record, but I was like, you just like, you open your mouth and like wisdom comes out and and just, and comedy and he's funny and, and wise and deep and just a genuine human being that I'm happy to be in contact with. And the reason why we met is because Catherine Jones and I put together this little cute little fundraiser for, for this trip we're going on to Africa, where we're going to build a school in Kenya in July of 2020. And we were so grateful to raise $15,000 in 24 hours. And Matt was our biggest donor to that fundraiser. And, uh, and I was like, we have to get him on the podcast. We need to tell everyone what he does. Um, and again, and we had dinner with him at Funnel Hacking Live and it was just the best we got to learn about his wife and his business and just his like philosophy. And, and you said something and I, I don't remember how exactly you worded it, but just how you're like, it's just what I do. Like my business is bigger than me. And this is how, this is my, this is how I give back. And it was so cool that you and your wife just decided, Hey, let's, support these two female entrepreneurs to build a school in Africa. And, um, and yeah, I just, I'm so grateful for that, Matt. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me on the show because it really is. Um, I, and I don't want to dwell too much on that, but like we, for us, it's, we try to, and maybe this is what I was saying. Like we, we try to culture or cultivate just generosity. Like we want to be generous people. And so opportunities to see, you know, awesome people like yourself doing amazing things. And we didn't even get into this, but I, I spent a whole summer in Africa. Oh, I And know. so, uh, yeah, in Ghana. And I was actually, we were building a uh, library and this was back in 2008, but I have a huge heart for, honestly, there's so much, uh, call it underserved portions of the world where what seems like just we take it for granted here means so much to people in other places. And so I love, uh, I just love what you guys are doing and super stoked for you guys uh, to go on that. Go on well, the trip. Thank you so much. Like, and it, it means so much to us and especially that we were able to raise the amount that we need to really, we, it's like we built a school overnight with what we were able to raise in 24 hours. And, and I love what you said about cultivating generosity. I think that was it. And I think that that goes such a long way in your business when you're, when you have that mindset of, 
I can create this for my family, my lifestyle, my business, but then be able to turn that around and give to other people so generously. And so that's, I imagine like a, a core value for your life, your business. Like, tell me more about that. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny. Um, I got started, honestly, it was freelancing out of college. I, I did go to college and and was like, I, I can make websites. So I just started freelancing was how I got into the, the world of call it done for you business, right? This idea of like someone needs something, you just solve that problem, you do it for them. Um, I was fortunate to be in a place in the world where uh, the problems were high value for the people that I was solving it for, right? And this was, this was almost 10 years ago now. So like the cost of just a website, I like to say when I, when I started, the only competitor in the city that I was in um, doing the same thing, their minimum price was $8,000. And I was fresh out of college. So I was like, I'll do it for half that. And if there's probably people listening now who are like, uh, I would still do it for half that, like, please. And that was like, that was my starting point of like, I'm going to be 50% of the going rate, right? This was, people were less connected. I was also in a city where people valued like face-to-face being in person uh, relationship with the people they're doing business with. But it taught me, well, a couple things is, is just doing good business. Like I, I became a business owner, like by accident. I was like from freelancer to business owner. Why? Because I needed to grow a team to do beyond what I could do myself because I held myself to the standard of just like, do what you're going to say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Okay. And that was it. This was like ingrown, like treat people like people, <laughs> just basic human respect. And it turned out to be like a great business practice. Um, but then it was like, you know, the, the next step of that, that grows great reputation. Like you can't, your reputation is something you can't pay enough for and you can't like it costs so much to lose. Like both of those, both sides of it is it kind of makes or breaks you, which go figure. It's just humanity and being a person. Um, but really kind of growing with this idea of like, I want to treat the businesses we do business with as it's people to people. It's not like, I don't know, some big mystic giant money machine or like just, you know, whatever it is in the, what it can grow into at the end of the day, there's a person at the end of the phone or the end of the email or the end of the whatever video. And you want to talk to them like human beings, like treat them like I would treat my neighbors. And that was kind of, um, and part of that for us. And, And honestly, for us, it was kind of like a deeper application of faith was we want to be people who give more are just giving and generous um, with our time, with our resources. And uh, we want to do that with everybody. Yeah. I think that's what would set apart entrepreneurs like us is that, yeah, we're treating people like people. And something that you said touched on a, a popular phrase that I've used on this podcast and from the FHL stage where I talk about commitment doesn't care how you feel. You do what you say you're going to do. You make a commitment, you follow through with it. If you can't make that commitment, don't say you're going to do it. And, and I think that that's why people will be so eager to work with you. And when they see that, Hey, you're treating them like a human on the other end of that phone, that it's so simple, but so, so important. And then here's, you know, you, who I, I hadn't even met before. And I'm like, this guy's my new best friend. (laughs) And, and I'm so inspired by just that one liner that you said to me when we were in Nashville about cultivating generosity. And I think it's something that more people need to instill in their business. I had um, a a woman too, that I paid her an affiliate commission. Uh, She had just been referring so many people to me that I, it wasn't even an expectation. I just said, here, I want to give something back to you. And then she said to me, 
what's your favorite charity? I'm going to give 10% of it to this charity. And I was so touched by that because I didn't expect that. And I didn't, you know, I don't know how many people operate like that. And she said, Oh, I do it all the time. The more money I give, the more money I keep getting back. And I, and then it made me think, how can I, okay, where, how can I create systems in my business to give more back? A hundred percent. I, I think there is, that's another thing that I found true in my life. And it's like, I do not believe the universe or God is a vending machine. And it's like, you know, you put it in and you expect it out. However, I will say more times than not, it's like, you cannot, I like to say you can't outgive God. Like it, you can't, give enough good that there's not going to be a multiplication of that good into whatever you're giving. And so it's true. Like, don't, don't treat it like a vending machine. Like I'm doing this to get something in return. However, everybody who like starts to live into this, we realize like, man, I get so much more out of even the gift of giving. Like you're about to experience this. So you're going to go with this. And I think you already have a level head about it. Like you're not coming in with this like savior complex. I care. I'm going to do all this <laughs> stuff for you. That's not the type of person you are, but even people who like start and maybe feel that way, they realize when they go there and do something like this, like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea how much it was going to impact me and how much like you're actually served out of honestly seeing people be generous with very little. Like we think we're being generous with what we're giving. And then you see a level of generosity from people who have very little and you're like, Oh my goodness. Like I thought I was giving of my time or my resources. And you're like, I had no, I, I don't even know what it means to give of my time and resources when you come to like some of these people in different cultures or, or just where, um, on, honestly, I, I like to say it's when they're, it's brokenness unifies humanity. Like all of us, the idea of having it put together is a lie. We, we pursue it because it seems attractive. It seems nice, like be put together. When you are around people who are undeniably broken, like there's no facade, like there's no, there's no point pretending that it's put together. Cause you know, it's like, who, who am I pretending? Like there's no way you can pretend. There is something like deeply human that's awoken in us. And that's what I feel like it is when you get to like serve yourself or like help and come along people like weep with those who weep or rejoice those who rejoice, whatever it is, coming to a place where people are undeniably broken, it's that piece of you that's like, oh my gosh, that's, that's actually the human piece of me that's awoken and you just get a deeper kind of relationship and connection. And that's actually, I don't know if we want to talk about this, but this is, this is that actually, that core thing that I've experienced in like serving people all over the world and you, you know, you're going to experience too, or even just trying to be generous in day-to-day life is something that we've integrated into our business. And um, like we call it, call it manufactured mistakes. Um, If you want to, like, it's actually, it's the mistakes, it's the error, it's the lack of perfection that people connect with. Um, And it's, it's weird. People, some people might think like, oh, that's slimy to do in business. You're not doing it to try and be slimy, but you're going to have to do something. Like you're going to have some type of communication why not be intentionally human? Why not be intentionally messy? Not, not that you aren't messy, but like if, if I can make you, you know, if I know that by like self-deprecating or like, you know, joke, making a joke at my own expense makes people feel very comfortable about me, should I not do it? Because it, I know it makes people feel comfortable about me. They're like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's okay to do it. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's tied into that core thing. I mean, people can't see this, but we have a, a nurture sequence when people come onto calls with us and it feels very personalized. Um, but it's a hundred percent automated. 
And um, it, it's, we get this response all the time. Where people are so excited about coming on calls with us. And, and I don't know, you didn't get, there's different type of call sequences that we have depending on the type of call, types of calls, but it's very human. It feels like, why not make people feel celebrated? And then there's even some where we intentionally make mistakes or like laugh at ourselves for, you know, going over the top about something. Um, and it's, it just comes down to this understanding of like the idea of, I like to say now, like the idea of B2B and B2C is a fallacy. It is just P to P person to person yeah. at the end of the day. If that's who you're talking to, if that's who you're doing business with is another human being, you're trying to serve them at like the highest level, man, you don't have to worry. Like that is the right vision and the right like direction to head in. Wow. There's so much gold in there that like, I want to be able to dissect all of it. The manufactured mistakes, like that was a light bulb moment. And especially for the people who are listening to this podcast, we are often talking about how to create impact driven and profit focused content. And a lot of that is also vulnerability. And I've been very open online about my life up to now. And I can even see in my life so many challenges or turning points that are like the before Marley and the after Marley from that pivotal moment. Like when there might've been like a traumatic moment or a family death or my divorce that I recently announced. And there's, and it's, I mean, it's not a mistake, but it's, it's vulnerability. It's here's what is kind of broken in me. And there's that Leonard quote, Leonard Cohen quote of the breaks. That's where the light gets through. That's, that might not be the exact line, but but that's how people see you. And that's how they go. This is like, this is a real human. This is someone that I can relate to. This is someone that I've always felt that vulnerability makes other people feel safe. That um, I've had so many people reach out to me and say, you've made me rethink what I'm doing. You've made me rethink that I have to put my message out, even though I'm not perfect, or even though I'm hurting in this way or, or whatever their situation is. And so by you saying that you can put this kind of content or message or communication out with manufactured mistakes, whether it's, you know, laughing at yourself or, um, or just appropriately oversharing, um, that's genius. And I love how you, how you shared that. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, I, I will say for anybody who's listening or if they're watching, there is, um, for us business people, I'm going to assume if you're listening to Marley, like you're, you know, geeking out on business or geeking out on video and the idea of like VIP. So it's fine. It, this is the combination. Like you've heard, like, you know, you share your scars, not your wounds. Like right. it's that kind of like level, like we're going deep. This is deep. Next level marketing is understanding, um, even that, like getting over yourself and, and not trying to be so presentable. This is why I love people who, uh, you call it like, they call it failing fast. It's not failing fast. It's learning fast, right? It's, it's being okay with not like done is better than perfect. Um, because it's funny, you learn so much in that, like in that space of not being polished, being a little bit uh, vulnerable. And then, um, but yeah, we, we take it to the next level and kind of look at how in our communication as a business, not only with prospective clients, but even on behalf of clients, like when we're doing, a lot of what we do is, it's just helping businesses talk to people like people again. Like we've been conditioned. If you own a business, I love saying this because we've been conditioned to not respond. We've been conditioned to not treat businesses like people. Hmm. You don't talk back to a billboard. You know, you don't reply to like a bus ad or even get to have a conversation with a magazine. It's all singular. Like it's like the business is talking at us. This has been business communication for the last like century or more, like you go back and businesses just talk at us. Right. 
So we have these cues that, that say, if it's a business talking to me, I don't need to respond. If it's a business talking to me, I don't need to treat them like a human being because they're a business. They're, they just, you know, they're not like, and, and it's weird though, because we act in ways that are, are just in missile in dissonance with how we would treat human beings. And so we work a lot with like brick and mortar and for brick and mortar, you know, they set appointments, like people usually are like, Hey, I want to check out your facility or whatever it is. So it's like, they're setting an appointment to come in. And a lot of brick and mortar business owners struggle with this idea of no show and like no show, no comment. Like I set the appointment, I'm going to come in and then I just don't show up. And you're like, is this a, is this a joke? Am I being pranked? Like, I have no idea how anybody wins in this. Cause it's like, you went out of your way to make an appointment with me and then you didn't communicate and just started ghosting me. Right. And it's this weird phenomenon. You're like, why, why do people even do that? It's less work not to make the appointment. And it's because, well, I mean, I don't, I think it's the, the world of busyness and lack of margin in all areas of your life. Um, but we've realized if you change the conversation and the communication, it feels very much so like this is a person, um, they give you the respect that they would another human being, right? Because if you make if you make a coffee date with your sister, you're not like, you don't know, just like, don't tell her anything. If something comes up, it's fine. You tell her something came up, I'm not going to make it or I need to be late or something like right. that. You feel like you have permission to have a conversation with her and people don't feel like they have permission to have a conversation with a business because businesses have conditioned them to think it's like a one-way communication. So we do a lot of that and, and a lot of the cues of letting people know even if it's automated, making them feel like it's a person is manufactured mistakes. Um, intentionally making errors because those are the cues of things like, oh, this, this has got to be a person on the other end because who would make, I'll give away one of my secrets, like intentional spelling mistakes in their texting. Like, oh like spell it wrong and then send it 0.5 seconds later with an asterisk in the word. Because like, who would do that? There's got to be a human being over there. But it helps us to just, be more human, be more people to people. This is so fascinating to me. Like I want your, your webinar, your three secrets, your 997 course on how to manufacture mistakes in my business mm. to increase my conversions. Is that like a funnel hacking live presentation for next year? I sure hope so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's in the works. So, I mean, there's, it's <laughs> funny. It's funny you mentioned that because there's so many angles and application of that, but yeah, it's definitely, Someone actually mentioned uh, Jermaine. I don't know if you listened to his presentation. Yeah. He, he mentioned it without even uh, going into depth about it, but he mentioned he does direct to voicemail now for his customers, I think. Oh, so it's yeah. like a voicemail drop. Some of those, yeah. And he, okay. he had his daughter with him in the recording and he tickles her so she interrupts the voicemail, right? So I was like, there it is, a perfect example of a manufactured mistake because it so cues... Real. Yeah, it cues to people, oh, he literally just left me this voicemail because who in their right mind would you know, have the, the massive voicemail going out, be the one that they got interrupted by their child. Right. Like right. it must've just happened now, but it's, it, it's, it is, it's great. This is the world we live in is, is um, if you can talk to people like people, they'll respond to you like people. It feels that much more personalized. It feels that much more special. And that's really what it's all about. Like if you're doing, I hope I'm going to trust everybody over here is ethical business owners because there are a lot of great tactics that work. I pray to God, I'm giving wisdom to ethical business owners where your mission and goal is like serve people on a higher and deeper level because done in this way, that's exactly what it does. Like it, it, you can serve people, like give them the motivation to implement whatever knowledge you're giving them or whatever business you're in, like in the businesses we serve in brick and mortar, like 
if people come in and show up, like their lives are changed. Like it's good. Like these are good businesses. Helping them to show up is a good thing. This could absolutely be manipulated for, you know, the wrong reasons. And I hope that's not what anyone's thinking, but um, it, it, it works either way. So I just hope the message is going out to people who have a, a heart and a mission to do good with it. Absolutely. Yeah. You can, uh, you can use your powers for good or for evil here. So I think people listening are going to be like, this guy is a genius. Cause I, that's what I'm thinking, but also, yeah. Like how, how can people work with you? What let's, let's tell Cause you've mentioned that you work with brick and mortar, but we haven't explained to the audience what it is that you do. And I know that what you do is also um, driven by results, which I respect a lot. So tell us what you do and, and about that. Okay. So yeah. So in the, the heart of my business start out, we were just making websites. Um, I have a great, I'll tell you a quick little story because it's good to know why I do what I do. Um, Here we go. Yeah, just just a little bit. So um, I met the love of my life. We got married in 2014. But leading up to that, so I, I started working on like the business freelancing started. And I graduated in 2011. It was about 2012 where I realized, hey, this would kind of be a business, like not just the side hustle that made more than any other job. This could be a real business and company. And we were very fortunate or like the business was fortunate. I was in Malibu. I, I went to school in Malibu. I stuck around in Malibu. And if you know anything about Malibu, like there's people who just have budgets. Like, and so you've solved the problem for a person. It's like a high value problem that you're solving. It was, it was great. It was wonderful. It felt like everything was golden. It was like, I just accidentally, you know, it worked really well. Um, we got married, we bought our first place and um, we were great spenders and we were projecting like everything was going well. Um, I, you know, it's it just nothing could go wrong. First half of the year was like best ever. And I'm thinking like, it's just gonna, you know, just upward trend. We spent and spent and spent. And, um, in the end of the year, stuff started to just dry up. It was just the season for whatever reason, it wasn't working. We were, um, the, the just people were putting off projects. They're putting off, oh, new year, new year, new year. So got to the end of the year and the first time in my life, I hadn't lived a long life, but I, I'm a pretty financially prudent guy. That's, that's a deeper backstory of why I carry that. But to give you an idea from uh, the date I graduated until present day, I've, I've tracked every expense in and out of my life. Like every penny in and out of my life is on spreadsheets. I can tell you how much I spent on like Starbucks in uh, August of 2016, like that kind of weird OCD. Wow. I care, I care about, and that's, that's a bigger, deeper story, but um <laughs> Here I was, and I got into a point where we were literally for, for a month, we lived on credit card. Like it was, we did not have enough finances to keep like salaries, more, I mean, some things you have to pay out of your, you know, bank accounts. We had enough for that, but like we were pushing, so yeah, can't pay your mortgage on your credit card in case you didn't know. Um, but there was like, literally, we didn't have enough money for everything. And it was, it was the most uh, gut-wrenching feeling. And I'm, I know other people know this feeling of like, and for me, there was like multiple levels of like failure as a provider and like, how could I let this happen? And even, like, I would never let myself go blind to it. Right. So I'm like monitoring all the time. But so that's like watching the car, like roll off the cliff. You just feel like I see it's happening. I see it's happening and it happened. And so, um, it was, it was super hard to say the least. It, it was like, such levels of, I had so much fear baked up in that because there were things about like my father packed into those like deeper backstory. But I realized I wanted to be on both sides of the balance sheet. 
Like right. I have to be on both sides of the balance sheet. So we started integrating marketing and, uh, and I was like, I want to be a profit center for businesses. So they never want to stop working for us. If we are the vehicle where they put $1 in and get $5 out, they're never going to say, Matt, I don't want to spend this this month because unless, I mean, there's two scenarios when we run into both, unless they're selling or uh, they've literally met capacity. So one of the verticals we do well in is uh, in fitness. And there's, they sometimes literally come to a limitation where they can't take more people or, and, and there's other service providers as well in that space. So unless they are so happy with us and they have to say like, I'll recommend you to 10 of my friends because you just, we are on bottleneck. We can't take any more business. Um, we're going to keep on paying you. So we shifted into that space. And so we do it on a performance basis, ensuring, guaranteeing, I put more money in your pocket than what I'm invoicing for you. So two things are true. You can afford to pay us and you will never want to stop paying us because by paying us, it means you've made more money than what you've paid us. Um, and we're able to do it typically at a scale and a level to where I like to say you actually profit more and work less. So you're no longer doing it for yourself, worrying about it. And we can do it at such a level. So you actually not just revenue more, but actual profit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we currently do. So it, it, we have the agency um, taking care of that. It's super fun. Got the team, we got offices in Denver and Los Angeles and um, it's fun and I love it. And the last about six months, um, I, a little bit of a focus change. So I found out my wife is pregnant. Yay! Yeah. Which is super exciting. So she, she's actually 30 weeks, uh, today or th- this week. So, 30, 30, yeah. so we're expecting babies coming. And I, I realized I wanted to, um, serve like even we have our own capacity issues, like keep on having to grow the team, which is a great thing, but you can only serve so many folks. And there are some, some folks who didn't have the, they really just didn't have the margin to even work with a a team like us. Even if we're good, there's certain situations where your product or service, it just doesn't pencil to, to take it out with an outside team. Um, and so I thought I I needed to find a way to, to serve them. And then also, uh, to create more leverage in my own life. Like how can I multiply myself? Video is a great way to do that. Like take your message and multiply it and not have to just have one-on-one conversations with people. And so, uh, started putting together programs to help business owners and entrepreneurs um, leverage some of the th- same things we do in our business and um, making it in a way that they can get the information, but don't always have to book a one-on-one call with me. Yeah. And so you work with brick and mortar and businesses um, all over or in a specific location? Uh, we, we have clients all over the world. Uh, yeah. So we, we're not bound by specific locations. You can come into the office and say hi to us if you're in, in one of those cities or, or visiting, but, um, yeah, the age of video calls and Voxer and email, and it feels like you're right there, even yeah. though, you know, they're different time zones and different parts yeah. of the world. So how can people get in touch with you if they want to be your new best friend? If, or they, you? if they want to be our new best friend, just go to it's uh, bam.com B A A M.com is a great way to, to go over there. If, um, if you want to get in touch with me personally, just find me on, I'm going to just say, find me on Facebook, yeah. um, is, is a great way to do that or Instagram slide into my DMS. Like yeah. it's, it's totally fine. <laughs> 
one of the coolest things about Matt is he just becomes like a, a champion for people, like just cheering you on. And obviously, as you heard from the last, I don't know, half hour we've been talking, um, just such a fun guy to be around. And the wisdom that just every time you speak, I'm just, I'm taking notes. So I appreciate you so much for being on the podcast and being my first guest on the podcast. This feels very special. This is a great so honor. It, it, it is for me too. Well, thank you so much for joining. And guys, I'm going to link his... Uh, his links and all the things in the doobly-doo the down below. That's a technical term uh, for description. That's the word I was think looking for. Um, but guys, thank you so much for joining us on the VIP Code Podcast. Until next time, keep making an impact and a profit. Thanks so much for listening to the VIP Code Podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? All you need to do is head over to Apple Podcasts and do three simple things. First, leave a rating and review telling you what you think about the podcast. And in that review, ask anything you want related to YouTube, video marketing, or content generation. And if you want to shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen in to hear your question answered on the next Q&A episode. Join us next time on the VIP Code Podcast.